The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwedidamiche. As a child of God, you are mandated to take territories and fulfill your destiny. Destiny Word is designed to help illuminate your path towards a purpose-driven life. Please stay tuned for the unadulterated Word of God, a word that not only brings focus to your life, but also helps you navigate the challenges that comes your way. Come on, put your hands together. Let us celebrate the Lord our God, the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Praise the name of the Lord our God. I mean, if you sing like this, we don't have to preach. I mean, this is, this is enough sermon. How many of you believe it's enough sermon? It's amazing. Come on now. Let's give it up unto Jesus. Let's Let's praise him. Let's magnify his holy name. I want you to also help me. Let's celebrate the music ministry. I mean, all of you are amazing. From the low temple to the high temple to, to the hymns. That one, I don't know where you put it in temple. Mid-temple. Mid-temple. Praise the name of the Lord our God. How many of you came with your Bibles? If you did, could you please lift it up? Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Lift it up with me and say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. I'll be what it says I can be. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. I want to invite your hearts and minds to the book of Genesis, chapter number 26. Genesis, chapter number 26. I'm going to read to your hearing from the verse number 17. I'll do only five verses today. Genesis, chapter number 26. Reading from the Thundering Diction of the King James Bible. I believe if your Bible is opened to Genesis 26 from the verse 17, it should read something like this. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the headman of Gerah did strive with Isaac's headman, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they dug another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sidna. And he removed from thence and dug another well. And for that they strove not. And they called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now, the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Let us pray together. I want you to hold somebody's hand if you can. Um, um, hold somebody's hand. And in the next 30 seconds, I just want you to pray in tongues if you are able. If you are not baptized in the Spirit, pray with understanding. But I just want you to pray that, Lord God, I confer on my brother or my sister the grace to succeed, the Spirit 
to succeed. In the spirit, we are still on essentials for success. I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister. Let the grace, let the unction, let the oil, let the aura, let the spirit, let the anointing, let the, what it takes, oh God, whatever he requires, whatever she requires, let it be made. Lift up your voice. Come on now, lift up your voice. Pray that short prayer. Lift it up. Lift it up. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Pray for the one that you are holding. The Lord Jesus, let the grace to succeed rest on the life of my brother. Let the grace to triumph. Let the grace to succeed. Let the grace to succeed. Let the grace, the grace, the unction, the aura, the oil, the mantle, the mandate. Let the grace to succeed be placed on my brother right now. Let it be made available. Let it be conferred on him. Let it be conferred on her right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God. Would you lift up your voice? Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. And Spirit of the living God, we come to you today. And we ask that your hand will be made strong on us. Spirit of God, Spirit divine, give us a word that works. Anoint these lips of clay, O oh God, and make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life, O oh God. Speak to me. Speak through me and speak for me that the excellency of the power will be of you. That when it's all said and done, you will be glorified and your church will ultimately be edified. The name of the one who rules, reigns, and has a regency, Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God, we have prayed. Amen. I, I want you to look for about seven people before you take your seats. And tell them, keep pushing for success. I'm still on essentials, so keep pushing for success. Keep pushing for that. Keep pushing for success. Keep pushing for success. In the next couple of minutes, I want to share with you some opening the chapters of the essentials today. Last week, I wanted to bring to your attention why it is important that every child of God will succeed. It is dear to God. In fact, your success brings comfort to God. Your success brings joy to God. Your failings or failure troubles Him. So God will want every child of His to succeed. We told you that um, just as every manufacturer will want His product, to do well, the same applies when it comes to God. God will want all of us to do so well. We started with the introductory pages or chapters of what we want to share for this month. Um, last week, today, I want to introduce you to the first essential. And um, we call it essentials because you will require them to succeed. They are the things that you will require to acquire your desire. So without them, there will be no acquisition. They are prerequisites. They are the things that you require before you'll be able to get to the dimensions or to the places that God wants you to get to. But 
our minds are drawn to the book of Genesis chapter number 26. Very interesting happening. Um, in the book of Genesis 26, you are told that there was farming on the land. Everybody was complaining that fuel prices had gone up. There was farming on the land, which means that everybody was complaining that now PURC is saying that utilities are supposed to go up by 147%. Um, there was farming because now just tomato will be sold for two cities. One. There is farming because now you can't even get a plantain for cheap anymore. There, is, there was farming on the land. Food, scarce, things had become expensive. And everybody was looking for the opportunity to go to even Cuba. You know, at first when you're growing up, if people say they are traveling overseas or going abroad, it's because they want to go to Germany, German boga. They want to go to Germany or Spain or Italy or UK or US, uh, Australia. But when Ghanaians started going to China, then you could realize that uh, the, the, there was farming on the land. When people were now looking for visas to go to uh, Malaysia and go to Libya and go and settle in Singapore. Now it's beautiful, but when people were looking for visas to go there, that time, it was just telling that there was farming on the land. Now all that I'm saying is that what you are experiencing in Ghana now is not the first of its kind. And what the world is going through now is also not the first of its kind. Because the world has been through it all the time. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. And so whatever you are experiencing now, it's been experienced before, but maybe in different manifestations. Whatever you are experiencing now has been experienced by your father's been experienced. Uh, if you were, if you've lived long enough and you saw, not like Nicole, but you saw 83. Then you realize that people were struggling to even feed. That is if you could remember. Stop looking at me as if you do. Because you don't. But that's exactly what I mean. I mean, it's been there. Now it's, but whenever it happens, the first thing that comes is, so what is the modern trend? What can be done? What can be used to fix this phenomenon? What, what can we do? And people were leaving the land where Isaac was. People were moving. People were relocating. People were looking for visa lotteries. People were looking for um, um, employment in other nations so that they could move there. It will amaze you to know that although we are all saying, God bless our homeland, Ghana, and make our nation great and strong, and we are praying that Ghana will thrive, Ghana will succeed, we are praying and we say, we love Ghana, we love our nation. They are to bring their free aircraft and ask people to move. We might have to fast and pray to retain a congregation because a lot of people are still going to move nonetheless. That is to tell you that people are looking for way out. People are always looking for other options and alternatives. People will pray, will beg God for a way out. And everybody was doing that. Everybody was moving out of the land. And God appeared to Isaac and said to Isaac, Isaac, although everybody is moving, stay here. That is just to sermonically, let me sermonically pause and tell you that the fact that everybody is doing something doesn't mean you should do same. 
The fact that everybody is moving wouldn't mean that you should also move. The fact that everybody is selling um, pastries doesn't mean you should also go into pastries. The fact it's, it's unfortunate because in our world, people only move with a crowd. We live in a time where, of course, when you were growing up, you were told that being a deviant is evil. So you always have to be a conformist. People are only told to conform. If somebody is a non-conformist, the person is tagged as a deviant and unruly. So people don't do anything with them. But all the great people that had ever lived, they did not play by the rules and they did not dance by the popular tunes. They invented their own music. Isaac was told that although everybody is looking for a way of exit, stay here. And Isaac stayed. It's just interesting that when God even speaks to us in our times, it's usually difficult to obey. But God, you know, everybody's doing that. Why can't I do it too? And all of them are doing it. Can't you see that they are blossoming and they are prospering? Why can't I follow suit? Why can't I do according to what they are doing? God said, no, 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 Isaac, you are not like them. You are not ordinary. You are not crafted, fashioned, wired, configured according to their patterns. Your pattern is different. You are different. You cannot be like them. You have to be according to how I want you to be. And if you follow what I want you to do, then you shall see my glory and my power. If we will obey God, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Now, God is saying that if you are really called by him, you walk in obedience and in submission to his will and his word. And so when God tells you to do something, that is what exactly God wants you to do. And if you do what God wants you to do, that is where you get the blessings from God. If God says do A and you do B, you will not and never attract the blessings of God. I pray that God will raise a new breed of people who are obedient to his word and will stay according to, and within the remit of his word and the provisions he has made through his word. If you will obey and you walk with the Lord. That's a song that was sung. When you walk with him, he will, what a glory he will share on your way. When you do his good will. So God will want your obedience to release to you the blessings that only God can give. Obedience is a prerequisite for the divine blessing. Obedience. Obedience. God said unto Abraham, uh, unto Isaac, Isaac, dwell here. It was not convenient. People who make it big in life and they succeed in life are not men of convenience. When you run with what is convenient, you will not take the big boxes. Because if you've done your standard deviation, standard, wave at me, standard deviation, and you remember your, you remember your bell shape. How many of you remember your bell shape? And you remember your outliers. You remember your outliers. Majority of the population will be in the bell. A few will be outliers. 
You don't have to be within the bell. To be an outlier means it is inconvenient. It is not comfortable. Because life does not reward the comfortable. It rewards those that would strive and move through on the wheels of sacrifice. And they know that although it is painful, I'm going to go through it nonetheless. Because if you follow through in that manner, that is when you see the glory of God. The glory of God is not giving, it's not shared on the altars or tables or platforms of convenience. It's only giving. It's only experience. It's only manifested. When we desire, begin, we move, we do things on the ticket of the God had said unto him that dwell here. It was not convenient, it was not comfortable, but that was where he was. And scripture says, that although God told him to be there, and that's the next point, which I really want to push on before I get into the substance of the test in the verse number 17. For God said unto this man, dwell here, and he did not cross his legs. God said, dwell there, and he did not sleep. God told him, dwell there. And he was not just there waiting for things to happen. In the verse number 12, the Bible says, And Isaac sold in the land. What it means is that when God gives you a place, you till your ground. You work out what God has given to you. God will not give you something and you cross your legs and you are just enjoying Netflix with popcorn. And things happen. It doesn't work that way. When God is to tell you that this is the place I'm taking you to, I want to bless you. I want to make you a blessing. I want to exalt your homes like that of the unicorn. I want to give you Ghana. I want to give you Africa. I want to give you the world. You don't just cross your legs and enjoy Fanta and Coke with biscuits. The Bible says, and Isaac sowed on the land. It means that he worked for it. We have a lot of people who... I call the uncircumcised Philistines, and uh, they happen to be all around us, all around us as believers. And they are always abusing uh, the men of faith because they see that we have the promise, but we don't work it. And most of us are there. You have been hoodwinked into that form of belief that uh, as long as you are after the heart of God, God has called you, and you are born again, spirit-filled, power-baptized, and you speak in tongues, whether you are tonguing your tongues or is God speaking it through you. Whatever it is, you speak in tongues, and because of that, things are supposed to happen. And that is unfortunately where we have been brought to, where we have a lot of believers who have crossed their legs, and they are lazy. But God says when he had spoken to the man called Isaac, Isaac did not just said, Isaac started sowing, Isaac started working. Isaac started. Why? Because God did not say, I will bless the works of your mouth. God said, I will bless the works of your hands. And so until you start working, you will not see the blessings of God manifesting in your life. God expects us to put our hands into industry. When you pray in tongues, things will not happen. Because praying in tongues is just like, uh, now these days when I'm preaching, I'm, I get scared for me. Because sometimes I'm afraid people are going to say, Aqua Williams on Jim Pibokreni. 
It, it has nothing to do with that. I believe in prayer. I believe that the child of God is supposed to be prayerful. But I also believe that God did not save your soul for you to lose your mind. I also believe that God gave you hands so that you can work with it. I also believe that there is no way an angel will carry you on a chariot of fire and take you to your destination. I believe that God gave you legs so that you can move to where he wants you to get to. I believe that God has given you what you require to succeed in this world and he wants you to sow in that land. Isaac worked his field. Isaac worked it out. Isaac did some work. Isaac was working. Isaac was working. Isaac was not a lazy bloke. He was not a lazy dude. Isaac was a workaholic. He was working. Verse number 12 says, and he sowed. And that was the only time God appeared. Because when he sowed, he reaped a hundredfold. It was his work that gave God the platform to show that he is God. So success requires industry. Success itself requires hard work. Don't dream to be successful if you don't even have the desire to put in the shift. Don't be like the 21st century um, believer. He stand on people's houses to take pictures and post to say, you're top pressure, I'm uncle for. Don't, don't be like the 21st century believer who will pose on somebody's car and say, this is how far God has brought us. Really? How far God has brought you is standing and posing by somebody's guy and taking a piece. How far? Well, God wants more for you than just standing on somebody's car. God desires and, and, and wants more for your life than just standing by somebody's house. God wants to bless you a thousand times more. God wants to lift you up beyond above. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it ever entered into the heart of a man what God has prepared for you. And so God wants more for you. But the only time you can see more is when you do more. When you plant more, you reap more. When you do more, you get more. I, I grew up in a place and in a time where magic was going moving from town to town. When we called some of them professors. And they will come move from town to town. And when they come to Swami Video Center, we'll go there. And sometimes they will... Cut somebody's head, at least that's what we were saying, and they will bring it back up, sew it together the next day. We saw stuff. And we had one professor coming and saying, when I say more, you say more. So if you want God to do more, you do more. If really, what you require is that God should do more with you, for you, you should also do more. Come back to the scripture that we read from the verse number 17 because even though Isaac was sowing and he was reaping, there was another ingredient to life that he was lacking. He had crops but he needed water. But he 
The father had given water. What there was wells. The father had wells. But I read the test, and it's, it's exciting because that test immediately opens your mind to the fact that success can never be acquired through inheritance. The father had left wells. But you don't inherit success because success is usually idiosyncratic. That's why there are people whose fathers and mothers left them or bequeathed properties to them and they lost everything. Their father was successful, but they weren't. The mom did so well, but she couldn't or he couldn't. Why? Because you don't inherit success. If you don't know how to grind success, there is no way you can be successful. You can inherit wealth, but lose it in the course of time. Because to be successful, it requires you doing, even if your father did it. The father had wealth. But the Bible says, they had covered the wealth of the father with earth. Or with sand. That makes more sense in, in modern language. Um, they, they had covered it with sand. Filled every well with sand. So when he looks around, that's wells, that's well covered. He did not go and stage a protest. He just knew that if my father was able to dig it, I can dig it too. Success must come from the mindset that if others were successful in what they did, if we have people like Elon Musk, who was born with Asperger's. You know Asperger's? You know what Asperger's is? You don't know what Asperger's is? He was born with autism. Uh, Asperger's is on the spectrum of autism. Now, Elon Musk, currently the wealthiest man in the world, was born with a neurological disorder, with autism, you were born with order. <laughs> you have to come to the place where you tell yourself that if they did it, I can do it too. If they achieved that, I can achieve it too. So success comes when you are able to tell yourself that if Madame A, Madame B, Madame C was able to do it against all odds, if Brother A, Brother B, Brother C was able to do it against all odds, then surely I will be able to do it too. It comes from that mindset that if they were able to get it done, Well, if they were able to get it done, I can get it done too. And so he knew that if the father dug those wells, could do it himself. Stop relying on the leftovers from other people's endeavors and enterprises. Because you can do it too. If we are talking about the wealthiest man in Africa, and we talk about Aliko Dangote, and people, Aliko Dangote, Dangote is the wealthiest person. I'm excited for my brother. Excited that um, he's made inroads into the world's billionaire status. Now he has been able to creep into the first 100, although he is 74. So number one in Africa is 74th in the world. The most endowed, blessed continent of the world. Our number one, numero uno, is number 74. 
74. In another, in the world's pecking order or rankings. But that is exciting and um, it brings me mixed feelings because he doesn't speak in tongues. Because he's not a tongue-talking believer. He's not a Christian. He only says, Allahu Akbar. And he's number one. And we have Christians running around and working for him. So they pray in tongues. And they say, yes, sir. Well, on face value, it's not a problem. Until you begin to look at it from a spiritual perspective. When the Bible says there are servants on horses and princes on foot, the error of our existence. If you understand existential theology, then you realize that for us, that is not supposed to be the case. If you say the silver and the gold in the world belongs to your father, and you can't pay your rent, it's an error. But God will never come to buy a land and build a house and pay your rent. He will never do that. Why? Because the heavens belong to God, but he has given the earth to the sons of men. And so the violent in this world takes it by force. The violent is not the one with AK-47. I believe that the best form of violence is the one that can be unleashed mentally and you are able to use your mind to get certain things done in the land of the living. God has given you so much. You just have to come to the place and tell yourself, if they were able to do it, then I can do it too. If they were exalted, then I'll be exalted too. If I, they were elevated, then I can surely be elevated as well. It, it starts from you getting to that place of knowledge, recognition, and acceptance that you have been wired sufficiently to succeed. If they did it, I can do it too. But that's not all. He started digging the wells and immediately there were opposition to it. Success is not a stroll in the park. You don't succeed because you weren't fought. In fact, anything that is worth succeeding in is worth fighting for. But let me put them right. Whatever you desire to get or to acquire or wherever you desire to reach, you have to brace yourself up to be fought on every level. Because when he dug the well, they fought him. And the Bible says he called the name of that well Isaac. Isaac simply means contention. So every time you are striving for greatness, know that there is going to be contention around your life. There's going to be contention. When you start a relationship, there's going to be contention. When you want to get married, there's going to be contention. Because not everybody would say that, okay, that girl deserves the place or that boy deserves our daughter's hand in marriage. No, not everybody believes in that. There are people that are going to say, no, we are never going to sit down and allow this to happen. It is contention. Anytime you're doing something that is worth doing, always brace up for contention. He did not relent. He moved on dug another well. They filled it with earth. They strove with him and called the name Sidna. Sidna means strife. 
And so it is almost like from one level of battle to the next level. And so some of you who believe that your lives have been going through a roller coaster, you fight and ride about the time you feel I'm getting out of a battle, you get into another. When you know that this is getting over, you go into another. That happens to be the story of your life. We get that because the man called Isaac went through those same motions, but he did not stop because he knew that if you keep on moving, God will show up in his life. He dug another well and he called his name Rehoboth. Rehoboth because he said, God has given us room. You see, if you'll be determined enough to succeed and you'll keep pushing, God is going to give you room. I pray for you that may God give you room in this season and in this time. Now, whatever you are set out and purpose to do, God will bring you what you require. God will give you the room. Lift up your right hand. My time is done. I want to pray with you. We'll continue next week because this is important that we, we get that success is going to come on the back of hard work. It's going to come when we put our hands to the plow. It's going to come when we start digging. It won't be devoid of strife or contention. Please don't, don't get under or into that omnibus of confusion around our faith that as soon as you get into this body of Christ when you start doing things people will hail you it's never been the case you will be fought there will be contention there will be strife contention strife contention strife contention strife but what helped the man called Isaac was that he never stopped don't stop because you are being fought before I pray can I ask you to tell three people please don't stop because you are being fought whatever you are doing please don't stop because you are being fought can you look for three people and tell them exactly that for me please don't stop because you are being fought now keep digging keep digging keep digging maybe if i if you don't carry or take anything home take this home keep digging there might be contention but keep digging there might be strife but keep digging because god will give you room and give you a place bring you establishment lift up your right and i just want you to pray that god give me the grace to keep pushing give me the grace to keep digging give me the grace to succeed will you lift up your voice and pray that prayer Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray in your name. This is the word you spoke to us today. We believe that it will fall on good grounds. It will germinate. It will bring forth fruit. Bless your people. Honor the integrity of your word in the lives of your people as never been before. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for listening to Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Bwedinyamiche. We believe you have been impacted to fulfill your purpose. For more transformative and uplifting teachings from Dr. Yamiche, kindly join us at the Maker's House Chapel International Destiny Arena, adjacent the School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Join any of our services, Sunday Word from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., teaching service on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. You can also be part of our online services, Command Your Morning, every weekday from 4.45 a.m. to 6 a.m. and power up your week every Sunday from 11.30 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. on our social media platforms. For more information about our ministry, you can reach out to us on 020-004-7488 or 026-681-3275. Additionally, visit our website at www.themakershouse.org. God bless you abundantly as you journey towards your destiny with courage and faith. Destiny Word. Be empowered to take territories and fulfill destinies.